follow us on patreon.com forward slash strange bedfellows. You will have to enter that in because the fact that we are adult content means that we have agreed to make ourselves unsearchable on their website. My name is Elle and I'm a sex educator. My name is Jen and I'm a private investigator. We want to learn more about ourselves. I'm like the boring vanilla one over here that's like, I don't do anything, but I'm, cu- I'm curious. And the fact that we're both sex workers means that we have insight into things taboo. Trigger warning, if you're easily upset by this stuff, maybe take a break. I have a feeling this is going to be weird. Sex and politics make for some very strange bedfellows. I'm all Twitter-pated <clears throat> because, so... Did I mention there was a woman that I had expressed sexual and like an emotional because I want to get to know her also, but I think she's hot. I want to touch her. <laughs> I would like her to touch me. Um, did I tell, did I mention this? Not on the show. Okay. I can't remember what I say sometimes or where I say it. <laughs> uh, so there was someone that I had expressed a, a little bit of sexual interest in. I had asked them um, when we were in a social setting if I could flirt with them, if they minded if I flirted with them that evening. And they said, no, that would be great. I would like that. Or something, some positive reaction that that said, no, I don't mind. Yes, I would like that. Um, and I said, is your partner okay with it? Because I had heard that they were partnered. They'd mentioned it before. And she said, yeah, we've talked about it. And I was like, oh, oh Okay. Okay, that's well. That's a good sign. Two affirmatives. Moving. <laughs> I just nodded on the microphone. <laughs> moving in a in a direction. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is really fast momentum. I wish. It's so nice. I wear this. So we flirted with each other that evening. Um, we have very incompatible schedules. We don't see each other very often. We don't know each other very well. I actually didn't know her birth name because we were in an industry environment, shocker, oh. where people have different names. So um, I just changed her name in my phone today, like three weeks after the initial incident, because I was like, OK, honestly, I need like too many of my friends have multiple names and it's going to help me to write down the correct one right <laughs> or the one that she's gonna go by so to tell you like how little I know about this woman um and so she reached out to me and asked if I was doing anything tonight I had previously invited her over to like if you ever want to smoke or hang out or talk or pull weeds because I like to garden um and so she might come over tonight and it has been a couple years since I mean I that's not true I've been with my current person for about a year and a half I've been with boyfriend for about a year and a half and we had played in this arena very lightly I mean this is all non-monogamy stuff is new to him but he moves very well with it I had been a non-monogamous wife so I was like in a marriage that existed as monogamous and then we opened it up to include extracurricular partners but we were not polyamorous like we didn't have multiple relationships going on in our house at the same time with each other I was about to ask for clarification on Mm -hmm. that considering that I am a 40 year old boring vanilla lady (laughs) one of our listeners repressed person um one of our listeners said tell Jen to lighten up it's okay if you're vanilla vanilla can be delicious (laughs) um but I don't know what the difference it can you explain what the difference is so if you're in a polyamorous relationship you're not just sleeping with other people you're having an actual 
relationship well, with people i mean you're always just... having a relationship with people all the time like i'm having i have a relationship with you well you know i mean, what I mean? like a like a, a romantic relationship yeah see here's where the terms oh. are funny because we're okay. always in relationship with each other so it's like do you have a friend relationship do you have a friend and sexual relationship do you have an only sexual relationship i find that sometimes breaking it down helps me understand what roles people fit into my life right um so non-monogamy is just an umbrella term for all kinds of not monogamous shit you can do polyamory okay. means loving many or many loves so that would be more the idea of like i want to have a v style relationship so or maybe some kind of triad where maybe we're all in relationship with each other maybe two of us are in relationship with one person you know sexually and the other two just kind of tolerate each other maybe we're friends or whatever maybe it looks like a w and there's five of us and we have like eight kids which i mean like people not very many but there's people who live this way and they're starting to sound like a big love episode i know but no (laughs) but no religion maybe horoscopes poly people tend to believe in astrology but um anyway so i don't really have a lot of interest in that at this point in my life i just i'm enough to deal with so i don't want like a bunch of adults running around running shit um, but so I had been married in a monogamous hetero marriage and then we opened it up and that was cool. Cause that was when I started exploring a lot of like, I don't know, I hate using the word queer over and over again, but just, I, I met a lot of different people who were not the boys that I dated, you know, most of my right. femme life. So, um, anyway, so I got my period this morning and I'm kind of glad because I have no idea what level of sexual interest this wonderful woman has in me, but have you ever been kind of like psyched out? And so as someone who has a bleeding pussy, sometimes it's like the perfect excuse to be like, oh, I don't, I don't want to go any further. Yeah. I do that. It's like, oh, I didn't shave my legs. Oh, so no, I, can't. Yeah, I don't feel sexy. Yeah. Right. I don't I feel that. sexy. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah. Shaving my legs. I don't, I have hairy armpits, but I don't. I like my legs to not be stubbly. Like you're like I'm touching them right now, and I'm like, oh, I don't like. Yeah, it. I hate that too. And I'm like a yeti. So oh, you're hairy. Not, yeah, yeah we're, hair. both, we're both we're both really Sicilian. Hairy. I'm Sicilian. No <laughs> I'm one, part you know. Spanish. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I like my hair in some places. I don't like my hair in other places. Um, anyway, so I think I just think that's kind of funny. And boyfriend and I had kind of played in this a little bit. Um, oh, and like other non-monogamy shit too. Like I, you know, I've had my threesomes. I've been like a rare very very rare I don't even want to use the word unicorn but I've engaged with other couples in a way mostly through sex work though not much in my personal life and definitely not in the last few years so I'm a little out of the game but um I guess I'm just too low energy of a person no you have too much shit to do to to be able to (laughs) get two people off at the same time that just sounds exhausting oh I'm not (laughs) yeah threesomes are tricky people sounds two people at the same time seems exhausting to me and even having a threesome sounds exhausting to me (laughs) yeah I mean most people that I think have threesomes probably aren't living in like like there's more people having threesomes that are doing it as like a monogamous ish relationship and bringing in like the third person than like triad uh, right where it's like three pairings right I I mean yeah that happens too but that that would be a lot of like constantly going to bed with two other people and that sounds like a lot of work to me I don't know yeah me too maybe the it it must be hey people must like it because obviously it's a thing well also you know and I have to say there's something to be said for youth you know, once again, mm. here's my 40-year-old ass sitting here. I, like, get winded going up the stairs. No. And I'm like, man, when you're 22 and in good shape, 
What, like more you've sexual got, energy? You've got, yeah, you've got all that energy and you need to burn off. Maybe just fuck a couple people at the same time. No. <laughs> what did you say in the last Sorry. one of the other episodes? You're like, well, if you don't like period sex, now's a great time to try anal. Right. That's all my bad old lady <laughs> advice. Take it. Yeah. Well, uh, last year I had gone on a trip across country and I've always been in this relationship very roused at, at, at seeing him. I mean, we went to a strip club. We went to Annie's in Astoria, that little little strip club. And I remember feeling how aware I was that I was becoming aroused watching the dancer just put her boobs near his face. And that's like such a simple old trick to just get the girlfriend aroused. It's like I'm or to make her really jealous. But, you know, for people <laughs> that are not super insecure. Um, but we haven't fucked anyone together. Um, I haven't fucked anyone but him since we got together. Um, have I mean, you have you discussed this uh, oh, new yeah. lady interest with him? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, but I tell him stuff all the time like, oh, I saw this today. I saw this woman today. And, you know, I'll tell him my little fantasies. I'm trying to think how it even came up, but he's so sweet. Oh, my God. I asked him this morning. I was like, so so-and-so texted me. And she wants to hang out and I don't know if I have time, but what do you think? And he said, I think you deserve it and you should make time for this. <laughs> like, oh, babe. Now, is, is he hoping to part? Does he just want to hear about it later or is he hoping to? I don't even know that we'll hook up. Do this too? I don't even know that we'll hook up. I think he just honestly just wants me to be happy, whatever that means. That's so Man. nice. I know. <laughs> That's so nice. Um, I mean, yeah, he'd love to hear about stuff later, too. I would love I would love to watch somebody else suck his dick. Oh, my God. I would love it so much. But it's really hard to find people that I I bond with enough to want to bring into my home, you know, so it's not something I can just go out and find. And then, of course, you have to. Have, that's the other thing. She and I have not had any conversation around um, sexual health. So this is okay. one of those things where when we talk about these models for discussing safer sex and I've said it before, like, we'll bring it up early, bring it up early in the conversation. And yet there hasn't been a really good opportunity for me to say, like, so have you been, do you get tested regularly? What about your friend's app? Didn't your friend make a oh, sexual... Oh, no, no, no. I mean, that's the uh, thing. I know how to have these conversations, but even having all of these tools, it still seems like it would be out of context. This is why I... I don't take a hard, hard stance on having like having a formal talk with people. I think sometimes you you can be in the moment, but I also understand how it happens where no one ever has these conversations because you risk. I mean, it sounds it's very presumptive. It sounds very presumptive for me to be like, so have you been tested? You're coming over to my house and we might fuck. You know, it's all right. of this sounds very presumptive. Um, and I don't want to offend <laughs> or hurt someone's feelings. Um, so I think this is going to be one of those things where I just get to know this person and if we have a good vibe and I feel like there's mutual attraction, like being exhibited, like if she's showing the signs, if she's like leaning in and laughing at my jokes that suck, you know, then we'll see how it goes. And I'll, I'll mention that I have HPV. I don't know. Casual, super casual. <laughs> hey, do you need some more chips? By the way, I have HPV. <laughs> You probably do too, though. It's cool. Would you like some water? I have ice cubes. <laughs> I'm a good host. Hostess. Um, so that's a thing. I'm nervous. You're nervous about it? Well, yeah. I just, I'm always afraid of making women uncomfortable. 
Well, you said she's an industry person. Do you work with her I have. a lot? No, not okay. a lot. So at least it's not going to be, you know, if things don't, things get awkward, it's not going to be like you're forced to confront it. Oh my God. I have to work with so many people where shit's been awkward and we have to be civil to each other, even though they've been terrible to me, (laughs) you know, or I feel like maybe I haven't been my best to them. So I can deal with awkward. That's fine. (laughs) I work with a woman all the, well, (laughs) I say too much. I have worked with people before that I've had relationships with before and how the person dealt with it came down to the maturity of the individual. Okay. So... And now I, I make better decisions. Um, How yeah. old is this lady? Is she around? I same, don't know. No, she's younger than me. Younger? Yeah. And I briefly met her partner um, very briefly. And I made sure to give that person a nice handshake and look them in the eyes. <laughs> give them the, uh, the back pat. <laughs> no, that comes after you hook up with their partner. <laughs> You're like, hey, we're Eskimo sisters now. <laughs> God, all of this sounds so terribly douchey and presumptive. But like... You know, it it doesn't make me a bad person to consider all of these avenues. I'm not trying to convince her to have sex with me. I'm kind of hoping, I'm really hoping she never hears any of this. Um, well, it is out there on the internet now. forever. I know, it's okay. Um, I've talked to people before where I know that I have covered events where they have been mentioned. And they're like, oh, so I started listening to your show. And I'm thinking like, oh, let me know when you find it. <laughs> Uh, I do my best uh, to conceal details. Anyway, so I hope she's okay with me talking about all this. Um, I choked the shit out of boyfriend the other day. What? Yeah. Oh. I haven't, I'm not a good dom. I've always said I'm not a good dom. Turns out I'm an okay dom. Hey. <laughs> I always feel like I'm too shy for it. Do you dominate people? Um, No, I don't. And I actually, it's always one of those things that people tell me that I would be good at it Mm -hmm. because I'm a fairly domineering Mm -hmm. person in real life. Um, Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to it, it's really, I can't really quite wrap my head around it. Like I can't, I had um, a favorite customer of mine who I love to death uh, was really, he sees professional doms. Mm-hmm. And in the club, he really wanted someone to like slap him and hit him in the face during a private dance. And I found it really hard to do because I just like him. And I just, I find it really hard um, to not want to dominate people in anger. Does that make any sense? Like for me, it's it's an aggression kind of thing. Like I'm, you I'm equate a hitting to aggression. Yes. Yeah, I do. Most of us do. Yeah, most of us do because that's usually when you're hitting something is when you're angry, not when you're performing. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he was really disappointed with me that I was just like, I just yeah. can't, I just can't do it. Like I really have to look down on you. <laughs> that's the, well, and that's the thing. That's the thing is like it is too much. Emo- I'm gonna go out on a limb here. It's too much emotional labor for you to be able to perform it. I mean, because you'd have to pretend to right. be angry, or you'd have to go through the motion enough or just pretend I mean just remind no not pretend remind yourself that you hitting them will make them happy I've done that before I know because I'm a shitty dom or I I gotta stop well, saying here's that the thing is I've never I've never been the kind of person that really is uh that's really that interested in head games and it's made me really bad at role playing ah, I'm that- I feel like I'm a pretty straightforward I'm a pretty straightforward person I don't I, I don't like to be unsure of where things are going I don't like to pretend I at all like I love this really bad at that kind of thing so so putting my wants aside to to act that out is yeah it's just kind of draining 
and 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 reads us insincere on my end. But you're a stripper and you fake smiles all the time. Fake smiles is a lot different than having a fake relationship. Like, I mean, that's the thing. I said dancer. I've never been the sort of person that had a lot of long-term regulars that I had to put a lot of work into, like, creating a, a long-term persona. I was always a work-the-room kind of person. Like, I counted. I always worked at places where there would be regulars, but a lot of it was, like, the Friday and Saturday night crowd. Like, you'd never see these people again. Mm-hmm. And I can schmooze you for a couple minutes, and that's too intense for me, and then I move the fuck on to the mm-hmm. next customer. Like, I try not to invest... That's never been the kind of dancer that I was. If that makes any sense. It's a, yeah, it's a good. Oh, thank goodness for the ones with your hustle because I have the opposite. I mean, I can do that. I can do that. But working those Friday Saturday crowds, I have such a better time where I can actually sit and just. I mean, most of my customers at this point are people who've heard me on the show or follow me on Instagram, and they just want to talk to me about stuff, which is cool. But definitely, it's a lot to remember. Yeah, that's a lot to remember. That's really like emotionally really, really exhausting for me. I mean, don't get me wrong. Over the years, I have had I have had some long term regulars that I really connected with and have like a genuine rapport with. But I can't really pretend to have a rapport with you long term. And I guess I've never (laughs) just met anyone that made it so financially worth my while that I was Mm. like, holy shit, this person is worth $10,000 right now. I'm. I'm going to deal with it. It's always like, eh, you know, 50 bucks here or there. I can't deal with your shit. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I could. I had to. I had to. I had to tell a regular to leave me alone or I was going to call the police. I mean, I've had to do that before. Ooh, and we have letters later. That's not even who I'm talking about. I'm talking about someone else. <laughs> about other ones. Um, yeah, I had someone get way too attached in the last year and it was to a point where all of my industry peers had approached me I say all but I mean like my bouncers the women I worked with regularly my DJ um people who follow me on social media would say like what's up with this guy he seems to really be at everything you do and blow up all of your shit and anyway um yeah, he he and I had some real issues, and that was a case of someone becoming just too attached, and that was very emotionally exhausting for me. And when I finally cut that, and a month later there was no no contact, they hadn't reached out, I hadn't heard anything, I hadn't seen them. Oh God, like I woke up happier every single right. day, you know? Yeah, see, I'm usually I'm pretty good about I disconnect way before things even get to that point. <sighs> I should have cut that person off like a year earlier. I mean, the client relationship, the which was the whole relationship, that was part of the problem is I had repeatedly told this person like, I'm not going to date you. I'm not going to see you outside of here unless it's like a work thing, you know. Anyway, yeah, that was hard. My my partner was like very happy when I cut that one loose, but it had been emotionally or it had been financially viable for much of it to where it's like, okay, at what point is it not worth my happiness? Right. So, yeah, that was a tough one. I feel like there was something else. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you were you were talking about yeah. choking your I partner. I choked boyfriend <laughs> with a belt. Who's, is that mine? Yeah, so I'm not, I've never, I've, I've said so many times I'm a shitty dom. I'm not a good dom. Because it's also, it's like, I think most of us equate, I hit things when I'm angry. I have hit things when I'm angry. I have a punching bag for that reason. I got a punching bag when I was 17 years old in high school. I asked for one. I asked for gloves because it's like, 
I'm a little person and sometimes it's just a really effective way of getting out a bunch of adrenaline, anger, frustration when you feel helpless. I agree. I used to box mm. and, it, and it served the same purpose. It just it wears you out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can process that things that way, get some good ideas. Yeah. Think things through. So, um, you know, if it's a pillow or whatever. Um, but I don't, I'm always like, oh, I don't want to hurt you. And I have to remind myself. And I've started doing that with my clients. I'm like doing this and doing this properly will make them happy. It will make them feel good. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe the answer, you, you just have clients you don't like very much. No. <laughs> no, because but I want that to... that kind of defeats the... Per- but that kind of makes it unsafe then, right. doesn't it? If exactly. you're doing these things like right. out of... Carelessly. Anger. Right, exactly. <laughs> the deep-seated yeah. rage. Don't, don't hit anything hard with anything hard. So like, don't hit anyone in the face with your knuckles. Don't punch anybody right here in the front of your throat because you can... Uh, make their um which is the one that you breathe through the esophagus the pharynx oh no the esophagus is the one that you eat through yeah which one's yeah i think it's the pharynx it's either the pharynx or the larynx the larynx i think is your is that your talkie yeah your talk box don't punch anyone in the front of the throat because you can make it swell so much that they can't breathe um so but like you can slap slapping faces is great um, people like to be choked, choke on the sides of their necks where the blood goes up and down your brain to your body. That's how you make someone feel lightheaded. So you're not going to choke them to be like, eh, but rather just on the sides. Yeah. And I figure you got to be real careful about that. Though. Sure. The fuck do. Oh, and I don't, if there's anything that would involve like scratching someone or making them bleed, I just don't do it. I say, I don't You say I'm not, I don't fuck with blood. Um, and I don't carry gloves. And I also wouldn't want to fuck with blood in the strip club laugh dance room because that's terribly. Oh, man. Do people do that? That's rude to do to your coworkers. Yeah, no someone shit. Someone else sits in that. Exactly. I mean, everything's a biohazard, really. But like viruses can live a long time and some some viruses can vi- live a very long time in blood like HIV or hep C. So, yeah, I would prefer that people don't do any blood sex work in like mutual spaces. <laughs> <laughs> is that too much to ask? I don't think that happens very often, though. But I'll have guys once in a while. I can't. I that can't are like, imagine. hit me as hard as you can. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, also. Um, anyway, so where was I? Yeah. So choking your, yeah, choking your partner. Yeah. Choking B. So he's let it be known a couple times since we he's like hinted like uh, we'll be at the hardware store. And he said something once he's like oh, I have to get this cage for this thing I'm building. And I was like, oh, cage, hon. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm into it. And I was like, really? He's like, you know, I said, oh, you're going to put me in that? He's like, no, but you could put me in that. And I'm like, oh, you want to be locked in a cage? And then I'm so I'm finding out more and more about him as we've been together. And he really wants to be um, just kind of like dominated, defiled, stomped on, like told he's a piece of shit. Um, huh. Mm-hmm. And... I am not, I've never been that person to deliver that to my partners because I, for a long time was just like, Oh, I'm a submissive or maybe I'm a switch. Um, but I don't even remember how it started, but I wanted, how did it start? Oh God, we were jogging last week and I called out to him on the, on the, we were fast walking. I was like, I haven't sat on your face in a while. And then he started laughing because there was another jogger like eight feet behind us. And I didn't know that. 
And I was actually so embarrassed that I tried to start sprinting home. And he was like, nope, nope, we're going to walk like this because <laughs> he wanted to see me. Uh, actually, he said that was the first time he'd ever seen me embarrassed. I didn't know that guy was there. <laughs> anyway, like I had a guitar on the back of his shirt. Well, he should so be embarrassed. I hope that wherever he is, it made him smile because I've thought about that a couple of times. Anyway, so we were fooling around the other night and... He had mentioned earlier in the day, he says, hey, you haven't sat on my face in a while, uh, but really you haven't. And I'm like, oh, okay, sitting on his face. I mean, that's such a dominant, that's female domination right there, like face sitting. And as we started doing that, it was very aggressive. Like he basically wanted me to rub my entire wet pussy from the length of his chin to his forehead and all around his face. Like a smothering thing? Very much so. Or being (laughs) marked? I think so. Really, it was like, take my take my loins all over your face, marking my territory. I think I said that to him. I was like, I'm marking my territory. You're my little bitch. And he <laughs> loved that. And then I think his pants were still on because, I mean, all the time on stage, I'll take my underwear off and I'll choke myself with it and I'll wrap it around my wrist and tie it to the pole. And it feels very good to me and it feels very... Um, not like carnal, but I don't know. It just feels like I'm an animal. It's like, but it's a self-imposed animal feeling. Um, you know, like I am the master. I'm the animal. I'm everything. Yeah, watch me dance. I'm a creature. <laughs> um, so I'm in my I'm in my sex space where I'm feeling very one with nature. And I got the belt. I said, take your belt off. And immediately, like off, you know, I was like, okay, good. Okay, good. He wants this. So Yay. So I took it very slowly and I was nervous because I don't, this is like building a scene, you know, I'm in control. He's, I have a captive audience and it's like, take a deep breath. And I took the belt and it's just, I mean, it's nothing fancy. You just pull it through itself. And I stuck the needle out the side so it wouldn't catch because I didn't want to accidentally kill him. like get it stuck. All right. Oh God. (laughs) Um, and this was something where I was thinking about this and I'm like, I have to make sure when I explain this on the show, because I definitely have to talk about this on the show, but I have to remember (laughs) safety first. So anyway, um, and he just like, I mean, you know, when your partner's excited, right? He went to a place and I went to a place and it was like, you're going to fuck me like this. And I had him with my fist like very closely to his throat and I would put my other hand up to put some fingers of space behind it and I would pull for like maybe one, two, three to start and then release and then check it with my fingers to put some space and kind of gap it open a little bit so he could breathe. And I did that a few times and we were fucking a few different ways and then he said more or something like that and I counted to I think six and he said our safe word, which was skateboard, <laughs> which I hadn't. I was. And that was in the other thing. OK, error number two or whatever. Number two. And yes, we're about to go to break. Um, the other thing you don't always plan for, which I hadn't planned for that is I didn't know. I, I caught myself wondering, does he have the same safe word I do? Because we didn't discuss this. <laughs> you got to check that beforehand. I know. But that's the thing. Life just it unfolds. Was it was so realistically. But yeah, he said skateboard. I understood what that meant. So, um, what do you think was harder for you to actually do the physical domination part or the verbal domination? Well, I have enough practice saying things that might sound uncomfortable. You know, when you get, do you ever get a thought 
where, okay, say that you're some, you're fucking or something's happening. You're being, you're being touched somehow. And you're like, Oh, I want all of this person inside of me. Like, here's a thought I've had, like, I want all of you inside of me. Okay. I will review it <laughs> before I say it. Cause I've said some things before during sex that I was like, <laughs> as it was leaving my lips, I was like, no, don't say that. And I can't remember what these things are. Hey, if anyone can, has ever said anything awkward during sex, please write to us. Oh, I definitely want to hear about that. And I also, I want to hear about the weirdest shit someone has ever said to you. The weirdest things people have said to you just out there. Please tell me. Which are also my favorite things. Um, pillow talk at Strange Bedfellows PDX. Um, so delightful. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> so that was a thing so I think probably I don't know I felt so present and I think I felt so present because as soon as I got over the hurdle of of trying something that I was afraid to try but that I already knew my partner wanted I felt so much more secure and calm executing it once he immediately started to positively respond okay you know like I felt okay I am doing the right thing here so that was nice. <laughs> Attention service and sex industry workers. Seeking Space Yoga is dedicated to providing a holistic option for after your shift with new 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. class times. Seeking Space is rooted in empathy and they've combined creative flows and experienced teachers to provide a safe, inviting space for any and all wishing to find peace on the mat. Need a little motivation? They are offering 10% off on all memberships and packages for those in the industry. Visit SeekingSpaceYoga.com or download the Seeking Space Yoga app for more information and a full list of class times. Passion by Kate is an award-winning resource for women and couples who crave a more intimate, exciting, and fulfilling sex life. Passion by Kate's affirming writing workshops, and one-on-one -on -one counseling help you create a new level of openness and intimacy with your partner without feeling awkward, twisting yourself into a pretzel, or spending hours a day on intimacy-building activities. Learn more and find hashtag freedom and pleasure at Passion by Kate. That's K-A-I-T dot com. Mention this podcast to receive a complimentary 30-minute counseling session when you purchase any Passion by Kate product or service. If you're looking to jazz up a jacket, bag, or just your fine self, our friends at Gimme Flair have everything you could possibly need. Gimme Flair is the largest online retailer of pins and patches that range from the cute and sweet to the snarky and slutty. They are sex positive, queer friendly, and aim to crush mental health stigma, all with fun flair from around the globe. Check out gimmeflare.com to browse items from over 250 plus artists. We're going to do that unwanted letters. Mm-hmm. Unsolicited letters. It's time to take a peek into our inboxes and see all of the letters and emails that we didn't ask for. Okay. So backstory on this fucking guy. <laughs> um, he is banned from my club. He's banned from a few clubs. I had you look him up. Yes, what, I, what was I his charge? What up. did you find? Um, that this guy, well, he actually didn't have as much of a rap sheet as I expected. He had, uh, someone had a restraining order against him. Let's call him Mike. Let's call him Mike. Let's just call him okay. Mike. 
Um, so Mike had a restraining order against him, and he only had a couple of actual like criminal offenses. Too, I think there was like assault for and a harassment, which was too old for me to look at. Even only though, a couple. Only a couple, but even though I tell you what, he didn't have a lot of parking tickets, and that makes me think that maybe he doesn't always live in Oregon. I mean, I, I just I don't think I just he always checked. lives in a house, but that's also true. Okay, is that um, a thing? Parking tickets? Well, it will all show up. Okay, if you're if you're using like if you're looking on the or you know Oregon eCourts public records, then yeah, that's parking tickets parking violations um all those they'll all be in the same search Mm. right so usually if i don't see you have a lot you know parking tickets in there too i just think you've been living somewhere else because it's impossible not to get tickets all the fucking time if you live in this city i'm sorry (laughs) how many tickets i've lived here for 10 years i've probably had i want to say four or five i haven't had any like knockwood I haven't had any like traffic tickets, I but I've definitely wood. had like six or seven parking tickets. Oh yeah, like, I don't have any traffic tickets. Yeah, okay. so those um yeah, so that's like really common, and this guy didn't really have a lot of of those. So I feel like, considering how loony he is, he that there I feel like th- it makes sense to me that there would be more stuff. But he there wasn't. tried to run over someone at at a strip club venue here once. He stalked a few of us. <laughs> Here's one letter. Uh, This is from September 7th of 2017. Oh, that's pretty recent. uh, Yeah. Oh, he's still going. He had also, I had met this person in the strip club. Uh, I don't think I've ever given them a dance. He might have tipped me maybe five or ten dollars ever. So really, really, really not worth my time. I can't even call this person a customer. And we'll read the letter in a minute. I'm sure you're just dying to hear it. Um, But he freaked me out. After I figured out that he was one of those guys that was like, oh, I'm writing a screenplay and I want you to edit it or something, which, by the way, I'm not an an editor. My grammar sucks and I make typos all the time. I'm a creative writer, bitches, so I'm not a fucking editor. I worked as an editor, which just means cleaning up other people's shit, but that's a low bar sometimes. Were you supposed to be grateful to be part of his project? Well, so his project Mm -hmm. isn't real because there's a lot of kooks (laughs) out there that will make shit up. So once I'd emailed back and forth with him a couple of times and figured out that he didn't really have anything. Okay. I need to know before I continue trying to reach you, do you plan on responding? Why I ask this is because I suspect that back in 2014, when I lent you a copy of my stage play, I stated that it was alone and that I was looking to get your opinion on it. That's never happened since then. I have incorporated it into a full length play, which I thought I mentioned, but it's possible I didn't either. Either way, it was and is under copyright status. Did you try to pass it off as original material to your representative back then? I don't have a representative. I would love to hear this play. Do you still have it? I bet it's horrible. Ooh, if I do, we'll have to bring that oh, on. Oh, you yeah. might be in for a little treat. We I might have a play. I wonder if the, if the doc link expired. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so I don't have a representative. Anyway, you're going to start figuring out how many things he's saying that just aren't real. Uh, also, I think he thinks I'm 45. Um one, and I'll, I'll get to this why because right. the times don't match up. One more thing. I wish we could talk about face-to-face, but when you're at the strip club, you're in that zone. And to not remember me from either 2003 or 1986 or the 90s concerns me. I was born in 1986, okay? Since I have a very vivid memory of the times, mostly not happy, mostly a fucking struggle, especially when my wife, your friend Valerie, were in the Marines. You were in the Marines? No, and I don't have a friend named <laughs> Valerie. <laughs> 
The last time she <laughs> mentioned her former status in the Marines, she said she had a boyfriend that was 2013. In 2005, a butt buddy of blank, blank, blank <laughs> approached me and said she was killed. Then he laughed, so I unhinged his jaw, literally. The last time I saw that particular cocksucker, he put a gun in my back at the club. And then a couple times after that, when I was in the building, the courage to remind her either her or you or who I am and the hell me and my family have been through since then. Oh, okay. So we don't need to finish this. I want to I want to say like two more things on it. There's we'll, we'll come back to this. Um. Oh, this is so weird. You are more than a stripper to me, and I know you have only two things going on. Get dollar bills, y'all, and mommy L. See, that shit's creepy because that, yeah, that is that is me. What? That is me, yes. It's like he just ran the gamut. Right. Like, he, yes, I want money. You time traveled together, and you and yes, collaborated a on a play together, and then you you were <laughs> cock lickers or whatever. I don't the know. The shit but... part to me is Francis's codename, suck a bag of dicks, knows you too. I don't know who that is. Anyway, <laughs> this is why we Maybe don't give from people Spokane our real names. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a, for real. Um, yeah, because that's disturbing, and that happens a lot. Um, and that's I always get. I feel like it's something that I get asked frequently at work, or you know, when I'm dancing, is why won't you tell? People always ask, "What? What's your real name? Why won't you tell me?" And then they say, "I promise, I'm not, I'm a, not a weirdo." Or what do you think? I'm a serial killer? And the answer is, I don't fucking know. You might be, bitch. You might be. S- serial killers don't announce themselves like, "Hey, I'm Ted Bundy." <laughs> will you tell me? <laughs> will you tell me your real name before I stab you in the tits? Like you know what's really funny? <laughs> I'm sure Ted Bundy many times in his life said, "Hi, I'm Ted Bundy," <laughs> but probably never right before he stabbed anyone in the tits. Was he a stabber? I feel like he was a no, strangler. No, I feel like he was a choker. Yeah, he or, was a strangler. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. God, you know who's awesome? Anne Rule. You know who you can learn about Ted oh, Bundy because from? Because she Anne worked Rule. with him at yeah. some suicide right. hotline. So Ted Bundy is a is notorious weird? American serial killer. Um, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on serial killers, but Anne Rule's worked with him. And Anne Rule's is a true crime writer and probably is part of the reason I got into anything criminal justice oriented. She was a cop in Seattle. Um, God, what decade was it? And when she started writing true crime before true crime was popularized, um, she wrote under the pen name Andy Stack because no one would take a woman seriously. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. She's wonderful. She's she's definitely one of the best of the genre. Um, I'll stop fangirling now, but I always liked her because she definitely went went into these stories some of them were famous some of them weren't but these you know these crime stories before there was the netflix like horror in what does south park call it informative horror porn murder (laughs) porn informative murder porn um but she always humanized the victim so like with the green river killer she had her book green river running red and she definitely addressed the fact that a lot of people did not give a shit about that serial killer because so many of the victims were street level sex workers that um, is true. Mm-hmm. That guy, by the way, was married and his wife had no idea what was going on. I would much rather talk about his victims than him. Yeah. So. But Anne Rule is the shit. So Yeah, Anne Rule is and, the shit. And she was humanizing sex workers like God decades before anyone else. And she I don't even think she ever was one. Uh, or maybe she was. Anyway, so that was <laughs> unsolicited letters. And I have more from that guy. <laughs> Mike. We'll have to remember to call him Mike. Mike. What a sad sack. Yeah. 
All right, so listener questions time. Ooh. Mm-hmm. All right, this one came to me from Instagram. Hey, I love Bernie Sanders, and I know you did too. How do you feel about him voting? Yeah, for FOSTA. Um, I don't love Bernie Sanders. It was just like my best option until it wasn't, and then I voted for Hillary because I didn't have a choice, and then here we are. <laughs> Um, I think he voted for FOSTA the same reason that most people voted for FOSTA because they didn't understand it. And it was also right next to midterms. And can you imagine trying to get reelected and people are telling your constituents that you voted no on something called fight online sex trafficking? You know, that's what I think about that. But you have thoughts. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't I don't want to shit on Bernie too much because I know a lot of people are still he's running again, apparently. Oh, God, no. No, really? that's what they're oh, projecting. Jesus fucking Christ. 2020. Just, Bernie and Trump. Cool. Well, get ready for Trump. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Because uh, he doesn't have any money behind him. Well, it's not even the money. It's that it's that, that there's not room for... It, there's another three-way race. Mm-hmm. Because you know the Dems are not going to... Like, the Dems are not going to... They'll pick an establishment candidate. It's not... They're not going to pick Bernie. Well, they're going to need to and, find one really soon because I don't know. Well, who that's, that's true. Be. I mean, right now they're like <laughs> running no one. Yeah. But, uh, but I the laugh, same, but I want to cry. But the same thing that'll ha- like the same thing will happen. And that that's actually my biggest beef with Bernie is I know a lot of people think that the primaries were rigged. I don't know. I, I have my own thoughts and opinions, but I can't prove whether it was. No, there was proof that it was another. like Debbie Wasserman Schultz. It's off all of it. Yeah. I mean, it's the same. Uh, Just pretend that. it. OK, I want to hear your thoughts. If it wasn't, I am going to at this point assume that it was because I feel like that was the best information it, I have been given. Well, I mean, I feel like even if it was too, you know, he wasn't a Democrat. He was someone that came that was came from outside the party, but expecting all the largesse of the party that never really sat that well with me. But what do you mean? Well, he wasn't. He was an independent, wasn't he? He was a socialist. He was never part of the Democratic Party yeah. until he decided he wanted to well, run you on had the Democratic to, right. And that was the it, best way to get the mainstream to not that's go for. That's true, but the I socialism. did find it really offensive. Like that, he. Let, let me address why I'm not surprised that he voted for Fosta Sesta because I think that that there's a lot of people feeling betrayal from a lot of the progressives that have signed up up with this like you know Elizabeth Warren has, has signed on to that mm-hmm. banking legislation that's that's attached to this um is that S952 I think so yes and it's disappointing right because you think progressives these are supposed to be these are the non-establishment candidates these are the people that are supposed to be woke and they're supposed to be our hope and are supposed to be I don't know, representing the best ideals of the left in this country. And uh, at the same time, I, I'm not su- I'm not surprised because he's a 70 year old white dude. <laughs> Just straight up. He's a 70 year old white man. Of course, he's not going to he's not going to understand. Hmm. Yeah. So that's my feelings. I, I agree. I, the bottom line is <laughs> we should just stop trusting politicians, period. Hey, friends. Do you get sore muscles or stiff joints like us? How's your skin? Is it dry, itchy, irritated, bruised, or sunburned? If so, it sounds like you need some Nabalm in your pocket. Nabalm, that's N-A-E-B-A-L-M, is an all-natural skin and body balm handmade right here in Portland. 
Nabon products use a base of organic olive oil and beeswax, followed by an infusion of therapeutic essential oils, each of which provides all sorts of benefit. Oh yes, and they smell amazing. To learn more, check out nabalm.com or search Nabalm on Facebook or Instagram. Do you have sex questions? Do you want help learning new techniques, communicating with a partner, opening a relationship, or exploring kink? Sex and intimacy coach Stella Harris can help. Visit her office in Portland or connect via Skype to take your intimate life to the next level. Learn more and schedule at www.stellaharris.net or follow her on Instagram at Stella Harris Erotica. Welcome back to Strange Bedfellows. Uh, so anybody that's worked in a club in Portland and has tattoos, really not even in Portland, like anywhere in the U.S., I'm sure, who have tattoos, you are used to dudes coming up to you probably grabbing your arm or whatever appendage it is you have a tattoo on and going why'd you do that why'd you do that to yourself oh my god I haven't had that in forever oh really oh my god I hear it all the time why'd you do that yeah why did you do that to your body and then and then my other and then my second least favorite why don't you tell me about all your tattoos oh yeah I hate that one tell me about it tell me your story why'd you get those What, what is all tell me about this with the hand they do the hand wave over your body like all yeah. encompassing this. Tell me about this. <laughs> Which part? <laughs> I don't want to. What does it mean to you? Like I would tell you. And then they get angry if you don't want to talk about it. They go, well, you, you got these tattoos. So you better expect people, you know, these so questions. I had a guy who bought like half an hour for me. And all he, all he wanted to do was talk about tattoos. All he wanted to do. I don't give a shit about talking about my tattoos, but he was paying me and he was very pleasant. So I was like, all right, thinking now's the time, you know? No, now's the time. <laughs> yes. When you're getting paid for that, when they're paying you, not when you're holding $1 not at, at the 7-Eleven. stage. Oh, definitely not at 7-Eleven and definitely not at the gym. That happened last week to me. Oh, no. I was buying allergy medicine for a bee and uh, yeah, the guy had, had to tell me about he's Scottish and allergies. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> tattoos. Tattoos. Um, yeah. So yeah, why would you do that to your body? Um, what the fuck? Were you going somewhere with that? I want to talk about this lady's eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Well, that kind of ties into it because I have to admit, as much as I hate when people ask me why would you do that to your body, there is this fairly new uh, practice of its tattooing. I think you say it's the sclera. It's the white part of your eyeball. Mm. And people, people have started to do this thing Mm. and, uh, a model (laughs) (laughs) nearly lost her eye over this. And Um, I really want to know why the fuck you would do that to your body. (laughs) I don't know. Use some contacts. Kat Gallinger, a 24-year-old model, has sought out a sclera tattoo, a relatively new trend in which people get ink injected into their eyeball to turn the sclera, or the white part, into a different color. Her procedure went wrong last month and left purple ink oozing out of her eye, which quickly became swollen, infected, and painful. I will do a lot of shit. I will not do that. It's dangerous. You know what? If you want to tattoo your face, if you want to get piercings and implants and whatever the fuck you want to get with your body... That's fine. It's your life. You're you're a grown up. You're allowed to make those decisions and live your life however you want. However, 
try to research the safety of these procedures because that's not safe and this poor girl is gonna you know it's gonna lose her vision over this oh god her boyfriend did this to her of course he's a body modification artist Uh, well does that mean he's licensed somewhere because think about it i mean all of this okay tattoos are not cutting edge they've been around for thousands maybe tens of thousands of years i don't know i'm not up in my archaeology but um piercings also like I was at the history museum with my mom some years ago when she was visiting me and she really really hated what how I stretched out my ears and all that shit I had 12 piercings in my face you know at one point in time and she hated all of it I was like look mom people been doing this for a long time you know anyway <laughs> yeah but you know what people have not been doing for Sticking thousands of years dying. tattooing their fucking eyeball yeah her boyfriend it's not safe oh <laughs> So, and, and I'm really not, I know I sound real judgy. I just sure do. Well, you know, that's how it is. What I really want to do is go back in time and punch her fucking boyfriend in the face. Oh my God. That, like tattoo, like tattoo artists, that there's like licensing standards. But as far as I know, and as far as I've been able to ascertain, did they do it? It is not the- legal to tattoo your eyeball. No, you, uh, during the procedure, uh, she said he made many errors. He did not mix the ink with saline. He used a large needle instead of a small one, which went too deep into the eye. And instead of doing several small dosages, she took one large injection during a 10-minute sitting. <laughs> anyway, don't let your boyfriend stick purple dye in your eyeball. Um, I asked some people on Facebook, uh, like talking about body mod stuff, because I'll have, you know, I like I have big fake boobs and I have hairy armpits. And most people can't really see my hairy armpits, but it's a little confusing because it's like, well, why would you... You know, like, are you a crunchy chick or not? Right. Are you a Barbie oh. or not? <laughs> I'm confused. You're twisting their melons. I know. Um, but I asked people if they ever got any other comments. Because um, as far as like armpit hair, I don't get negative armpit hair. But I know a lady who was punched at a concert, at a show, at a punk show. <laughs> concert. She was at a show and some dude was like, ew, this chick has hairy armpits. So she said she started flipping them off and then he started punching her or something. Cool. Um but I asked some people on Facebook if they had any comments they ever receive. <laughs> this gal says, I shave my legs every three to six months, and someone always has to let me know how hairy they are. Like, thanks. I had no idea. <laughs> uh, I noticed when I notice fuzzy legged um, cis women, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm just like, oh, oh, she doesn't shave her legs. She's one of those ladies that doesn't shave her legs. You know, that's what I think because it's still not common. But I would never be like, oh, you have hairy legs. You're one of those ladies that doesn't shave your legs. <laughs> I kind of admire it mm-hmm. because I wish that I didn't have a hang up about it and could just let the hair grow. I wish I liked the way it looked and that other people did, too. So well, it was one less thing to worry about. Right. And that's and the other thing, too, is also maybe I think it's different. Like I have a lot of tattoos on my legs and I don't know. I just try to shave the things that have tattoos on them so you can see my really expensive tattoos. I used to. That's funny. That's funny that you want to make them look better, but you don't want to hear comments about it. I, that makes sense. Right. No, I mean, you I know, get I'm it. I'm a walking contradiction. I know, aren't we all? It's just how well, it's it like we want to feel good about how we look, but that doesn't mean we want to hear about it. I used to shave my arms, and which is so funny because I was so convinced when I was 19 that they were so hairy and disgusting. And I'm looking at them now. And I'm like, what is this blonde baby fuzz? Why did I think this was like hideous <laughs> cactus garden? Maybe it was at the time. I mean, your hair is more coarse when you shave it and then it eventually falls out. Um, 
Blonde eyebrows and eyelashes, says this one woman. Nobody is chill about it. I've been threatened at work to wear makeup a lot. Like, is this so terrible? But people tell me literally all the time how much better I look with makeup. Coworkers, patients, acquaintances, boyfriends, even my family. Well, that's not nice. No, she says they're act, they act like they're doing me a favor, like telling me I have broccoli in my teeth. Like they're filling me in on the fact that everyone thinks I'm ugly without makeup because I should know. Like, thanks. That's just my face. Hold on. I want to come look at this girl. <laughs> I'm running over there. <laughs> She's a nice lady. She's a babe. Yeah. Yeah. There's a comment to this. Some people find blonde face and body hair very attractive. I don't know what's wrong with these people in your life. That's very sweet. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I yeah. think that I think that you're really pretty. Yeah, she's really pretty. I um, think you're fine. You oh my god. Okay, wait. We're about to check our privilege. Um, this gal I know, she says, when I was still dating, I'd always get comments about my skin tone and how men in this area were looking for conventional Pacific Northwest women, white women. Oh, shoot. That's real. That's terrible. Um, gotta say, now that I've got upper dentures, OMFG, yes. I love being able to take my teeth out during sex. Opened up a lot of um, headroom. That's awesome. I think that might be the most awesome comment we've ever received. Uh, wins the episode. Oh, that's so funny. I want to go back to the comment yeah. before that, though, because that's, I mean, obviously, like, I'm, I'm white and I can't really understand that but that really just breaks my heart and I think that's a, mm. a really ugly just as an aside a really kind of ugly thing about Portland is as liberal as we vote here and as liberal as we like to think that we are that there's still a lot of a lot of racism here mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm just I'm really sorry um, I used to get really frustrated when men of color would ask me do you date black men do you date Egyptian men do you whatever and I would always be like yeah of course duh like what's wrong with me you think I'm a racist and then I'm like oh my god it's not about me they've encountered so many women who feel this way oh my god this is a real thing that people encounter so that was a learning moment for me for sure Hmm. what nothing you look like you're gonna hug me or cry I'm just sad oh <laughs> I mean seriously this makes me really sad I know yeah Oh, God. I'm probably not half as sad as the people that have to experience this shit. So. I know. There's a lot. There's a lot in the world. We're wading yeah. through it. Uh, Here we go. Body stuff. What else? Anyway, Cardi B mm. was talking about how she's had butt injections. Um, she's had butt injections, illegal ones, and she was really happy with the result, but apparently could not go back to get a second batch of them because the lady who was doing them had already gone to jail for like fucking someone else up with them oh my god oh my god there is no fda approved gel butt injection available in the u.s the only legal butt injection procedure is the brazilian butt lift which uses fat transplanted from another place in your body okay so yeah, so all I've been hearing about these butt injection things for a while. Ten I years, think, I think that they're more popular in communities of color. Um, and yeah, they, they, it's been going on for a while, and they're really dangerous. And there's all sorts of horrible, like just straight up silicone that gets injected into your body, and I guess you can have problems like with uh, you can get like necrotizing. 
dead <laughs> illness skin your where skin your butt dies. basically dies and, and falls off <laughs> oh god you know when i read about where these um where these cases are happening it's always in like the southwest because there's definitely ones happening in mexico um yeah last year well, in i Texas, think in like florida million. florida like florida mm-hmm. was a big thing too it's just where booty is more popular. I'm sure plenty of white girls get this too. I've, yeah, I've had people be like, do you guys get butt injections where you are? And this is someone who doesn't know me in person because anyone who's looked at me, obviously I've not had a butt injection. But people like <laughs> online have been like, do girls get butt injections or anal bleaching? Nobody even asks about boob jobs anymore. It's just like, oh, everyone gets boob jobs. You know, people's moms get boob jobs. It's fine. But people will ask me if anyone I know has gotten butt injections. And I don't really think so. But I live all the way up here in Oregon. Right. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think We'd that have to... butt stuff is really, t- <laughs> butt yeah, stuff butt stuff. it's taken off too much. However, I do know, um, I was talking to Malice about, uh, we might have to end up bleeping her name out. Sure. I don't know. But, uh, so she's dancing in LA right now. And she was telling me when she moved there that it was really a shock that everyone got butt implants in LA, that, that butt implants is a where do they thing. go to get them? Uh, I think well I think they're actual implants so oh you mean like they're getting the legal like the fat yeah, transfer the, the, the legal oh, ones um okay. I don't think I don't think that the illegal injectable ones are really that big on this coast okay it says that this procedure available from licensed plastic surgeons can cost five thousand dollars or more I wonder if my plastic surgeon does this I'm not going to ask him <laughs> for it <laughs> No, trust me, I'm not like I would love a bigger ass, but it is not important enough to me, nor do I have $5,000 sitting around. Also, the healing sounds terrible. Soreness and bruising usually lasts around three weeks. Yeah, I already have to get my lips done twice a year. And I don't I mean, I don't have to, but I do. I've (laughs) aged out of getting vanity procedures at this point. Uh, I mean, I think I'm not going to lie. Plastic surgery is a really good investment. If you're going to be dancing Mm. for any length of time for more than five years it's a good investment mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's not really in my future anymore and i can't <laughs> a 60 year old woman justify. doesn't need to have butt implants dude hey it depends on the woman i mean nobody so needs what do we need we need food water and shelter and rest true and hugs yeah i don't but need the this shit in my, of my face. career isn't going to it's suffer. not on the line yeah <laughs> uh Oh, I wanted to give a FOSTA update. Oh, my God. So I went to, uh, I don't want to say the name of the group because I don't want to attract a bunch of weirdos to this gathering. But if anybody reaches out personally, there's a community gathering between, um, it's been going on for 20 years. It's an alliance between basically some of the queers in Portland and some of the cops in Portland. And they get together and talk about for the meeting that I went to, they were discussing Portland pride safety and some of the threats they'd had and people were sharing information. Um, I was a, I was a newcomer. There's all kinds of people at this table. I was there representing Slutwalk, if anyone, Slutwalk Portland, which will be happening September 9th. Um, and you can go to uh, Facebook and look up Portland slut walk for that anyway so I ended up bumping into a assistant U.S. attorney woman and I found her very likable over the hour or 90 minutes that we spent all together um and I don't remember how we struck up but we exchanged cards and I mentioned that I had been doing poorly lately or been stressed out because of some recent bad legislation and she says what legislation 
And I said, oh, it's called Fosta and Sesta. And she's like, I know about those. What's bad about them? So I gave her a brief rundown. Um, and I said, you know, this new one uh, that like Elizabeth Warren's proposing, S952, is this um, closed banking for traffickers. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be conflated in that as someone who works in the adult industry, you know, because banks don't know what's if there's any risk, it, it could be anything unconsensual as far as sex, sexual labor. I mean, it's the same reason why PayPal or I'm sorry, not PayPal. That's why Square fired me. Square doesn't work with people in the adult entertainment service. So it's a bigger issue if I can't or if anyone else can't get a bank account. And what happens if they freeze your bank account? What happens to your money? They take it sometimes. I know industry workers who have lost thousands of dollars in disputed claims against um, various payment processors. So in speaking with this with this assistant U.S. attorney, I mean, I gave her a couple examples. I walked with her through the elevator to the, you know, and I wasn't harassing her. I kept checking in to be like, this poor woman, am I, you know, am I keeping her captive? And she really listened and she was like, oh my God. I've never heard it presented like this. I didn't think about that, but I guess that makes sense that these things would happen. That's oh. why it's important to reach out to the communities that you're trying to legislate for. Uh, yes. No idea. She never, I mean, if I hadn't gone to that and I'm going to go again, like I hope she's there again. So that's interesting. And that I think is worth mentioning because it's like, I, I left I left so excited like oh a person cares a person with power cares and now they know something that they didn't know before holy shit so yeah please like it's important to to write to your representatives because sometimes they really do give a shit uh, oh show us your pets yeah show us your pets if we you want to see who you really sleep with yeah, if you are on Patreon, go to forward slash strange bedfellows PDX and post a photo of your cute little doggy or kitty or snake or no, not snake. I hate snakes. Hamster. Hamster. I mean, if you have a snake, you can. I just I'll give it a like, but I won't feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> I like snakes. Uh, good. I don't want to see your pet spider, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Ugh. We're not very inclusive of pets. No. Normie, normie pet havers. <laughs> no, whatever pet you have, show us your pets on Strange Bedfellows because I'm going to keep posting photos of Poodle, whether or not anyone else likes it. <laughs> um, yeah, and I might uh, I might have to post a photo of my Lucy dog. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Thank you again to... Uh, we just took an Instax. Anyway. Okay. I'm just rambling now. <gasps> good. I think we're good. Yay. Yay. Until next time. For more Strange Bedfellows, check us out on patreon.com forward slash strange bedfellows and become a supporter for access to behind the scenes material and extra content. My name is Elle Stanger and you can find me at stripperwriter.com and on Instagram at stripperwriter. And my name is Jen. You can reach me on strangebedfellowspdx.com.